0: can you hear me okay now you can look at that nice work sound team can i move this awesome i I keep thinking i don't know if anyone's seen oh what was it might have been no i won't say the name but it's sort of like a, a a stick like this and wheels and then a face And it's like an artificial intelligence. You probably know the show I'm talking about. I can't think of the name, but then it starts talking to people. I keep thinking of that when I see it. So um, it's all good. Hey, a lot of things to communicate today. Uh, The first one I want to communicate is um, our deep condolences to um, the family of Marcella Harding. Uh, Marcella, a long-time... a member of the church uh, spent the last seven to eight years in Scalabrini, um, had a stroke around the same time as uh, Robin, just a little bit after Robin Gardner, um, passed away um, Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, Friday morning. And um, <clears throat> the family, Michelle, still here, her granddaughter, is still here as part of the church and um, many other of the Filipino community still connected very well with the church. And um, Pastor Rod and myself and Janitas have been to see the family. They're doing really well. Marcella was uh, uh, turning 93 this year, so she had a wonderful innings, and um, she passed away in the Griffith Base Hospital on Friday and uh, has gone to be at peace with her Lord. So we just remember her this morning and the family. If If you know the family, reach out to the family, send them your love and tell them that you're praying for them there will be a funeral here hosted at life source during the week on wednesday and um, between between myself and pastor rodney and and mr fox will make sure that all the students are aware of what's going on the last time we held a um, something like this with the school um, i commend the the, team, the the staff and i commend the students of verity christian college because they handled it very very well so amazing um, people left and they said was it actually a school in play and um, they were they were brilliant so uh, that'll be happening wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m and um, so if you'd like to come and pay your respects uh, for marcella and the family that would be a great time of celebration of her life amen so uh, please reach out to them reach out to michelle and and um as a granddaughter but then also michelle's mum uh, made it to australia and landed in griffith the same day that um that marcella took a turn so it was really nice that the th- her three daughters were here her son wasn't able to make it because he's overseas but um uh, the family are all gathering together and p- making preparations now so thank you for that It'd be good to um remember that in your prayers this week the second thing i want to do is i want to pray would you stand with me I think that's a weird thing to do is to stand together in prayer, but uh, we had an election yesterday and um, <clears throat> no matter what what side of the fence you sit on when it comes to voting, uh, we believe that uh, the Lord always puts his leader into position and the, the parliament... Um, need to now form a government. And uh, we just thank God for Scott Morrison. We thank God for, um, for the Liberal Party in this sense and um, and the, the coalition, because they are God's choice for this time. It is the choice of the people, yes, definitely. But ultimately, God puts the leaders into power. And I think it's a wise thing as a church to stop and pray, um, firstly, for wisdom, that the government need wisdom. But secondly, um, this is an unprecedented thing. We've got a popularly voted prime minister in a sense. The the nation has spoken and he's our first ever Pentecostal prime minister. In fact, he's the first ever Pentecostal leader of a nation in the world. Australia is primed for an amazing thing. And I just want to prophesy into that as we pray that God is doing something amazing in this. Um, Deuteronomy 28.13 talks about God making the tail the head amen and uh, while at this stage in australia the pentecostal movement is not a huge movement around the world it is number two in um in christianity and its representation to the world second only to the catholic movement so pentecostalism is growing amongst our world and uh, God is definitely doing something. So I was wondering if you would pray with me as we pray this morning for our leader, as we pray this morning. even We'll even pray for those who have lost because um, you know it it's, it wouldn't be a nice feeling for them, but um, we can pray for them in love and respect as well. So Father, we thank you today that the people of Australia have spoken. We thank you today, Lord God, that the polls were wrong, and Lord God, the, that that who you have chosen for such a time as this, the leadership that you have chosen for this time, is a time, Lord God, where we know that you can speak directly through your messengers into this nation. We thank you, Lord God, for the protections of religious freedom and the expression, Lord God, that will be enshrined into our law. We thank you, Lord God, that our schools and our ministries into the community, whether it be social justice or or extension of grace into the kingdom of the church, Lord God, Lord will not come under attack but Lord will see that there will be a rising and an uprising of faith within the community. We thank you Lord God that the silent majority have spoken and Lord God we declare that with a leader at the helm who puts you first Lord God and he's first in, in his daily life we pray in the name of Jesus that many more Christians like him will begin to rise up and to see the leadership that is on their life begin to speak of the glory of God begin to share the goodness of Christ and him crucified begin to share the acceptance and the and the love and the forgiveness that the church is extended to offer into our communities lord god we pray Firstly, this morning for Mr. Morrison, we thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom that you will endow upon him, bestow upon him greatness, Lord God, from above. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is speaking to him, Lord, to help him to balance, Lord God, between politics and his own faith. We thank you, Lord God, that you will make him a man that would stand up with conviction. Lord, we thank you that there is no such time as now where he has a clean slate to be able to bring a leadership into this nation lord god where he is able to stand in the reasonable center and be a voice lord god to bring unity to our people lord god that that there would be a bipartisanship lord in the parliament that there would be lord god a a thinking of respect one for another lord that he would pull together many different people from in different groups lord god and he would bring them together and he would speak to them respectfully and lovingly. But Lord God, being a light in that place, Lord, we declare that your glory would shine from him and through the party. Lord, we pray that many in that party would come to know Jesus. We don't say that they're a Christian party, Lord God, but we say that you have put a light in there that will shine your glory, oh God, and we would see our parliament turned around. We thank you, Lord God, for this. We thank you, Lord, uh, for the opposition. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that uh, they, while they were courageous, we, Lord, we pray for them and we pray that you would bring healing to their heart, Lord God, of the pain of loss. But Lord, ultimately, we pray that they would come to the point and the knowledge to know, Lord God, that this is your nation. It is the nation of the great uh, the sou- uh, the great nation, the Southland of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. And we declare over this nation, Lord, that there would be a unity that would start from the top down. We would see this nation progress. We thank you, Lord God, that the poor and the oppressed will be thought of. We thank you, Lord God, that they will not be forgotten. We thank you as your word declares that we are to remember them, Lord God, and that we are to look out for them and to look after them. Lord, as the Old Testament practice was was to leave the fields so that they could glean from the edges lord god we thank you that as a prosperous nation that those who are under under the weather lord those who are struggling financially can glean from the edges and that they too would prosper in your kingdom father i declare that we would be a light unto the nations As you have spoken and as you have chosen, Lord God, a a Pentecostal leader, Lord, something that the world needs to ratify in their own head. We thank you, Lord, that the tail is becoming the head. We thank you that it is positioning for the last great move of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we thank you that Australia is a nation that you have declared to be a place that you will bring a fire from the south up to the north and you will bring about an awakening in this nation, Lord God. We declare in the name of Jesus that your will will be done in this place. We thank you, Lord God, that while um, Christianity might be coming lower and lower in our thoughts in this nation, we declare, Lord, that the remnant will rise up and, Lord God, will speak grace and love and truth and acceptance, Lord God. Lord, that many would see the light, that we would be a city upon a hill burning brightly for you. God, we declare, have your way. Have your way. We thank you for wisdom and revelation. We thank you, Lord God, that your will will be done. And today, Lord, we seal this in the name of Jesus and in the power of your Holy Spirit. We look forward to what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seat. Praise the Lord. I got this picture when Hannah was singing I just want to share that with you. And that's where a basis of that prayer came from. I got this picture. Um, I I don't know, I like to reflect on the nations walking before our God. And I wonder about that day, what it's going to be like as God is, uh, as, as Christ is sitting upon the throne and the nations come before him in a display of worship unto him. That day when we're all called to stand before Him, I just think it's going to be the wildest party in the world. Could you imagine the African nations as they come in with their drums and the music, and as it's just this massive party as they walk in praising God? Can, can you imagine the island nations and the and the 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 um, I, I don't know. Can you imagine? I I get the picture really, really simply. I don't know if you can, but I, it's just so profound. Yeah. And then as we'll sing in that second song today, never going to stop the singing. Can you imagine this church rising up and walking in and walking in before the Lord in procession, singing that exact song at that exact moment, declaring the glories of God, and it's just going to be the whole of heaven cheering behind us. Does that do something to your thinking? You see, worship, when we look at worship, worship is this place where we get to partner with the angels of heaven who are constantly declaring the glories of God and singing his praises, we get to be in with them in that moment. Singing with them of our own free will. Doesn't that do something with you? When you think about Sunday mornings and getting up out of a warm bed into a cold house and you're thinking about, oh, I've got to go to church today, what strikes your mind? Am I thinking that I'm going to church to receive something or am I thinking I'm going to church to be something? When we come into the kingdom, into the house of God, when we come in, we come in as one voice, as one body, and we come to bring the declarations of the goodness of God in a corporate sense. And some of us, we might sit back and we go, wow, look where those people are worshiping. I don't know if I could ever do that. And the challenge came, remember Hannah said, it doesn't matter whether you raise your hands or not today. Close your eyes and raise your hands. Because there's, that, there's that, that thing as a corporate body of worship where we just say, God, I'm completely yours. And so that's part of my vision for this church. That we would worship in one voice, as one church, but in many, many, many facets. I want to talk a little bit about that today. I've got some notes here and I've got some other things here to do, but um, really, I just want the church to be the church today. So my first thing I want to ask you to do is if you're sitting at a table, come, sit in the chairs now. That's my first thing I want. It doesn't matter if you've got little ones, Doesn't matter if you're sitting down the back taking notes and giving me a dirty grin because I've (laughs) called you out. Come and sit in the congregation. That's number one. There's plenty of seats. The kids have all gone out, so that's great. There's a nice big empty one over here. You know it doesn't worry me when the little ones cry, eh? I, I give you permission to let your kids cry. It's okay. I've got... A hundred kids of my own, so it's fine. I get used to it. You know I don't get upset when my little daughter comes and sits up on the stage or comes up and goes, Daddy, and wants to be picked up. Don't worry about your kids. Your kids need to be in the presence of God just as much as you do. All right? Yeah, I know they get bored sitting there, but maybe today they won't. And if they're getting bored, hey, go and put them in crash. First thing, the second thing I want to do is I want to bring acknowledgement to a change that was done at our, our um, AGM this year. It was a change to our constitution. Those of you who sat in the AGM, it was our longest AGM ever, but it was a beautiful show of unity, wasn't it? You might remember it was in, the, in March and we talked about some things and we, I introduced this constitution change. There was a whole rewrite of our, of our governance policy for the church. The only reason I'm talking about the Constitution is because God challenged me years ago about getting, and he challenged us as a church as well, about getting the house in order. You can't get a house in order if you don't have good strong structures or good bones. If you're into real estate and you're looking to do invest and things like that, you're looking at houses that have got good solid structures, good bones, doesn't matter what the appearance is because you can always do some work to renovate it, is that right? As long as it's got good bones. Yeah? Yeah? So we need to be a church of good solid structure, good solid bones, because if you've got good solid bones, then it sets you up for increase. It sets you up for growth. Amen? You don't want to be a church that's sitting on the point of a a pyramid ready to tip over. Nothing hinges upon one pastor in this church. Do you know that? Nothing hinges on one man or one woman. doesn't matter. It hinges upon the body of Christ, which means there is a, a base that is strongly connected to the foundation of Jesus. The only way you can ever be connected to Jesus is in a personal way by being intimate with him. By being intimate with Jesus, your foundation is secure, and he builds his church with you as living stones in the church. Is that right? This is what the Bible says. So you can't put it on its point, you have to have a broad church or a broad base for that to be able to grow. The other thing that God does is He's into into naturally growing things, is that right? Now while churches rise and fall upon the leadership of maybe one or two members, or one or two um, gifted uh, leaders, if God is wanting to establish a church that is one that emanates what he wants and the picture that he has for it to be a light shining into darkness, then it must be this church that is sold out for Jesus. The only way one can be sold out for Jesus is to be intimate with Jesus. That's where your devotion life and your worship life and your prayer life all come in. And so as a church, we try and facilitate this. And we, we bring up opportunities for you to come for prayer. And we bring up opportunities for you to gather together in smaller local groups of, of what we call grow groups. We, we bring you into this place where you get to hear some broader teaching and you're challenged to implement that into your life and take it further and beyond anything that you can do in your own. This church community. It's, it's actually called building a tribe in my view. You see, it's not about one church It's about the kingdom of God. And we are one tribe in the kingdom of God. Now, while you might look around and see the varied faces and the different communities represented and the different cultures represented, you are one tribe based on the fact that you are one in Christ, number one, and that he has placed you in this particular body. It wasn't your choice to come here. No matter how good you think it was, it was not your choice to say, that's the church for me. That starts because the Holy Spirit has put you here. And if he's put you here, then is he not going to hold you to account to see it grow? It's not the leader's job to see the church grow. It's Jesus' job. The leader's job is to inspire you to be the church and to express the church in every area of your life. But what churches do is they pick leaders and they pick people and they say, you're good at this. You come and run this ministry without focusing on, well, that is actually a really good thing in the community that the church has planted. And God is calling you to be that in your expression, in your workplace, in your expression, in your school, in your expression, in your community, in your expression, no matter what. In this room, there is a Fijian community. Is that right? There's usually a president, there's usually someone uh, that pulls that together, and there will be hundreds of people that come together for a family meeting. Would that be right? It's exactly the same in the Filipino community, yes? The Filipino community, they've got a board and a body, they've got a chairman, they've got someone who organizes these events, and you come together and there's 400 odd of you coming together for a meal. Is that right? Absolutely. So you're, you're part of a local community You're part of a cultural community and all of those things that you're a part of, God has actually put you into there to be a light into that community. There are people that are members of whatever you're a part of who are not Christian. They are not someone who says, yes, my life is devoted to Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ. And there's a challenge in all of that, isn't there? The challenge is this is how the old way that we would think is. The old way of thinking is, I've started a conversation with someone, now I need to get pastor to come and talk to that person and lead them to Jesus. Is that right? Is that the old way of thinking? When you've got good systems and good structures in place and you've got people being trained and you've got leaders being grown and you've got grow groups in place and you've got all this stuff that's happening, it's not actually about making it a bigger church it's about making it a bigger vision making it a bigger sense that you can partner with and if you grasp it guess who has the important job of sharing your faith with that person you there's only so much one person can do is that right but how much more when you look around and there's 120 adults sitting here 120 maybe there's probably even more than that today there's probably 130 adults sitting in this room right now. Imagine if one, of, each and every one of you won someone to Jesus this week. That would far surpass the amount of people that I've led to Jesus this week. True? Because God has placed you significantly in this moment. Now, this is going to be a little bit hodgepodge today because I think... God wants to touch you guys all on different levels. It's really hard to do that in a communication point of view. Is that right? Now, there are people here that might have been here for the first time. One one gentleman just is on the phone at the moment, but I met him this morning. It's his first time. He's here in Griffith for two weeks. I could talk about him. He's not in the room. He's here for two weeks up at the hospital and he chooses to come to our church. Was that his choice or God's choice? Absolutely, it's God's choice. Every one of you get the opportunity to encourage him this morning. Don't let him walk out the door without giving him a hug or praying for him. Every one of you have the opportunity to say, this is my church and I am a part of that sign that says, welcome home. It's not my job to say, welcome home to all of you. It's your job to make that work. Is that right? So we look at this. So I know that God wants to speak us on different levels because I've got all this stuff that I can't even read. But the first thing I want to do before I do what I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to do as a church today is I want to make mention, I brought you to the attention of this. There's a couple of things in here I want to make mention of. Those of you who know me you know my heart well. Those of you who are starting to get to know me, you know that I'm all about the tribe and how you can participate as a valued member of the church. Within structural organizations and within church there is legalities that need to happen so you need to have one of these if you don't have one of these then you can't be incorporated and you can't be an effective body and in fact you can't actually ask people to contribute to your organization you need strength and you need structure you need legal stuff to keep you um to keep you on the right path so that leaders can't rob you of your money there's people in the room that have been robbed of money before true um there, there is a family in the church one lady um from another country she she raised like something like thirty thousand dollars for for a pastor who ended up taking that money taking his entire family on holiday and not using it for the church at all and she wasn't a christian and she was used in that way that's sad and it's horrible so you need this sort of stuff in place so that you have the confidence to know that you're a part of something not only is it is a scriptural not only is it part of god's plan but it also fits in with the law of the land which is also part of god's plan is it not yeah okay so within this when you've got a corporate structure and you've got all these sorts of things happening there's a level that we don't like to talk about it's called membership, all right? We don't like to talk about it because we don't want to be exclusive in any way, you know? So in, in secret conversations, it might look like, are you a member? Would you like to be a member? Would you like to sign up before our AGM? Because, you know, if you can't, then you can't say anything and rah, 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 you know what I mean? It just, so let's just bring it all out in the open. So in the new constitution, what I did with talking with our oversight and spoke about it, I wanted it to reflect the heart of who we are. The heart of who we are is inclusive. The heart of who we are says that while you may not necessarily qualify for spiritual membership of the church, you can partner with the church and say, I'm all in because this is where Jesus has me. Right? And it's been one of the hardest things that I've had to ratify in the 20 years that I've been in the church because we've had people that have been serving in different ministries that were excluded from membership based upon the one thing that was that they needed to be baptized by immersion in in water at their own will. That they stood on the value that their parents had had them baptized as a child and they said, well, that's enough for me. Now, we had lots of good conversations about that and out of respect, they had said to us, "Hey, we're happy to serve, we want to be a part of the church, but we can't be members because we don't feel that we need to go out and get baptized. Our faith says that we already are okay so so now that from someone that's, a, that's like me, that's a sad thing like you." You're saying you want to be a part of the church, but you don't want to be all in. Does that make sense? And it's like, well, the church really wants you to be a part of it. So we want you to feel inclusive. So you might find this is a weird thing. What I did was I put it to our elders and our elders endorsed it. And then it was endorsed at our, our AGM that we have now three levels of membership within the church. Is that interesting? First of all, we have a membership level called partner membership. A partner member would be what we would have classified before as our full member of the church, with voting rights, with all sorts of things. But to be a partner member, we also acknowledged that the church has a, a specific Pentecostal call about her, that, that we are a part of a Pentecostal movement and therefore we need to make acknowledgement of that within our membership. So I wrote some things around it and this is what we agreed on these are the points of being a partner member of our church the oversight may grant partner membership to such persons who have a grace or have by grace received partner uh, sorry have by grace received jesus christ as their personal lord and savior who thinks that's a great thing yeah to be a member of the church or to be a member of the kingdom you've got to be a member of jesus christ therefore to be a member of his church you must be a member of jesus yeah of of, you know must have accepted christ the second thing is accept the need to be and are baptized in water by full immersion so that's that's the what the bible's really clear on that so therefore we say that to be a part of the kingdom peter said you must repent and you must be baptized so we keep that one within that context that water baptism is really important and it's and it's on the confession of your own faith right God doesn't have any grandchildren, therefore it must be on the confession of your own faith. So, that's the second thing in there. The third thing was an addition. I want to read this in its context because I want you to hear Now, these have all got scriptures that support them. So, anyone ever wants a copy of this, let me know and I'll email it to you. It says this. Accept the need to be baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, accompanied by the biblical evidence of speaking in unknown tongues. Now that is a uniquely Pentecostal expression of what being baptized in the Holy Spirit is. Now all it says there is, accept the need to be baptized. Unlike the water baptism one, where it says, accept the need to be and are baptized, this just says, accept the need to be. So what we're saying is, we're not going to exclude people from membership who are, number one, members of his body, number two, baptized in water, number three, seeking the fullness of what God has for their life. It doesn't say that you have to be baptized. It says that you're seeking God for the blessing of the Holy Spirit with which he promised. And there's a little note there that says this. As a Pentecostal church, we want to reserve partner membership to those who believe, support, and are seeking the biblical teachings we hold. This being said, a person may show evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but may not yet have the prayer language of speaking in other tongues. We have seen other forms of spiritual gifts in operation, revealing that a person is indeed empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit, yet may have some reservation to the gift of tongues. And sometimes those reservations are that that they've had teaching in an earlier stage in their life that just says, stay away from it. Generally we observe these people are committed to working through this as Christ lead them with their leaders therefore a person may be eligible for partner membership provided they support the spirit of this document the teaching of the church and are committed to growing in their experience of all the spiritual gifts including tongues the oversight reserve the right to make this decision so it doesn't exclude people based on that fact what it does is it invites people into a conversation isn't that much better than saying, well, you're not filled with the Spirit, therefore you're out? Invite into, the, into the, community, com- the conversation because we're called to disciple. We're called to lead. We're called to help people understand the Word of God. We're not called to force our opinions on people. Is that right? So we form our basic doctrines upon the Word of God and we stand firm on those things. Then it says... Accept, submit to, support, and facilitate the ministry and oversight of the church, accepting both the privileges and areas of responsibility as a member. Privileges could be pastoral care. Privileges could be, you know, the, the use and hire of the building. All those sorts of things come into membership, but that all comes in a submitted way. It all comes in a partnership with one for another. That's why it's called partner membership the next one is accept the crc declaration of faith as it appears in the charter and the vision of the missions of the ministry of this church must have been a christian for more than six months i think that's just a wise check and balance to have in place then the last, uh, couple more in there have attended church this church for at least six months attend public worship services as regularly as possible and are relationally connected will contribute to the function of the church by giving of themselves along with their gifts tithes and free will offerings because we 're all contributing to the family we 're all contributing to the to the family of the church use their abilities and gifts to advance the work of the church including sharing their faith with those who don 't know Jesus anyone in leadership in a ministry coordinator level or above needs to be a partner member why because we want people to be effective. We want people to be supportive of the vision. We want people to be um, sold out for the kingdom. We want people to be contributing to the church and we want people to be sharing their faith. If that's part of the mission of the church, it needs to be prominent within our leaders and our ministries. Keep the oversight informed of extended uh, leaves of absence. So there's this I'm going to be away, oversight. We let them know, I'm going to be away for three months. Um, Who did this really well was Graham and Jan last year when they left. They informed the oversight they were going to be away, an extended leave of absence, but they were praying for the church in their time away, weren't you guys? It was that sense of being a part of it. There's a couple more. We'll be totally dedicated to the building of unity of the faith. Why? Because that's our mission. That's our vision. Fulfill any other policy requirements, um, have obtained 18. We raised that from 16 to 18 just because we felt that was a wise check and balance plus we were introducing a new level. So that's in a nutshell looking at partner membership. Anybody can be a partner member and the way that we're going to work that through is I've done it with a few people recently but we'll be making opportunities to sit down here at church on a regular basis go through a study of our mission, of our vision and our values, and in understanding what membership is. And we'll do that regularly, um, two or three cycles in a year, so people can come on that, 10 or 15 people at a time. They can go through it, we can talk about it, we can pray about it in unity, and you can get to understand a little bit more about our heart. That's partner membership. Then we look across our demographics, and when you look around the room, we've got plenty of young people in the church as well we've got youth group there's about 30 kids that come here regularly on a youth group and when you look at them they many of them are being built up into leadership is that right they're leaders within the church leadership therefore we need to give them an opportunity to be able to speak into the church and have the church speak into their lives a membership gives that opportunity so we brought in this this level of junior member if you're under the age of 18 let me tell you you've got a voice if you become a junior member, the requirements are exactly the same as partner membership. So it's tough. It's, 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 it's very tough. But our leaders will lead you through those things. And if you want to sign up and be a partner member, it, being a junior member is a good way into that. It's also a good way to sow into our young people and get them ministering from a really young age. Is that right? Which is important. So we have this second level of junior level. Then the third one I want to really touch on really quickly is this one of assistant member. It's a funny term. We couldn't think of anything better. We tried to ask a few people and it was better than associate. So we come up with assistant member. Assistant member is this level where we took away the requirements around baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, and we put in just uh, five really... Really significant things. Firstly, endorse the Christian principle of Jesus Christ being the only Lord and Savior. So someone can be an assistant member in the church and say, Jesus is my Lord, I endorse that, yes. Secondly, are totally dedicated to the building of unity of faith. That's who we are as a church. That's what we're committed to. Thirdly, support the oversight and their function within the church so that they're praying for the church, they're talking with the leaders, they're in support of the vision of the church. Fourth. Have attained the age of 13 years, so 13 to 18, and lastly, sorry, 13 and above, so it can be anybody, that was the first one, the second one. It can be anybody, 13 years and above, can come into assistant membership, and lastly, apply and be be approved by the oversight. So that means if someone's an assistant member, they can be a team leader within the church, they can jump on board and serve in a ministry. They can, they can uh, commit and, 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 and be discipled and all those sorts of things on a pathway to understanding. And therefore, it's an inclusive way to say, hey, let's get a journey in to, to seeing this church grow. How many members do you think we have as a church currently? All right, I'll, I'll look at it this way. How many people do you think call LifeSource Church home? You can be quiet for a moment. <laughs> How many people would call Life Source Church home? And this is our current data. There are a few people that have been coming of late that we don't have details for, and therefore we would love you to fill out a Connect card because Pastor Jamie is chomping at the bit and wants to say g'day to you. Is that right? So anyone got a guess from the back that didn't hear Pastor Rodney? He spoke pretty loud, so I don't know if you did. Anyone? 120. How many people are in the room? <laughs> I'll give you some exciting news. Life Source is about 310 people call this place home. 310 people. We've seen a significant growth over the last 2 years where we've broken that barrier of 300. I'm pretty excited about that. But now, let's look at the other one. How many people do you think are part, are members or um, have been adopted as the change of the constitution are partner members in the church 67 not a bad guess how many do you think 53 very good guess anyone else <laughs> no one else currently as of today 57 members 57 so pretty close and pretty close whoever said 67 Tash, thanks Now, this is not a membership drive. It's just to show you that we've significantly grown, but it's not reflected in those who would say, yes, I'm in completely, that I'm sold out, that I want to be a part of the vision and the mission of the church. And in fact, pastor, call me because I am sold out. You see, it's really hard sometimes when you're looking out across the the, the membership and you're looking and you're saying, God, I need someone for this. And then you think they're just going to two different churches at the moment. It's just really hard to get them sewn in. And I don't want to look like I'm trying to poach them and just come here completely. Does that make sense? That they're playing the field and maybe one day the grass is greener on the other side and this week it's greener on this side. And they're... No, it's about sewing in, being a part of the family, being a part of the tribe and saying, you know what, pastor, you can call me. I'm a part of this. If someone's in need, give me a yell. Is that right? So I need to move on from that quickly. But The reason I mentioned it was this. I'd like to invite my brother Saru, my sister Anna, and my sister Daisy to come forward, please. Not to embarrass anyone or put them on the spot, but this was a commitment that I made to the oversight and to our membership was that the the people who apply to become partner members of our church or junior members of our church would be recognized in front of our church. These three people in the last few months, so between March and April, have made the decision as they were led by God to say, Pastor, we're in, we want to be members of the church. And today, they, not today, but before today, they signed some paperwork and said, we want to be members, we agree to all these things, and, and, and submitted it to the oversight. And the oversight said, absolutely, we would be privileged to have you guys as part of our membership. I'd like you to put your hand together for these guys. the other commitment we made if you were already a a member tough too bad sorry you're going to get one of these but these guys are going to get one of these so all our new members are going to get a members uh, a a certificate of membership to thank them and they can put it in pride of place if they like they can frame it if you want to you can put it in the cupboard it doesn't worry me where you put it it's It's so that we can acknowledge you in front of the church to say that you guys are partner members. They're partnering with the church's vision. They're partnering for God's vision for our church. They're praying for our church, amen? They're praying for our leaders and they're in discussions with our leaders. They're they're saying, I'm available to be called upon at any time and to see what the Lord wants to do with me in our church. Isn't that an amazing thing? So I want to give these to you. So we have Anna. Anna. God bless you. We have Pelli, and we have Daisy. And um, I've also asked two of our elders to come and pray for the three of these today. So, Graham and Janitas, if you would like to come, I just need a microphone for you. Got a microphone there, buddy?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. Awesome. So let's bow our heads as we pray and induct our members in today. Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for the heart of um, Daisy, Anna, and Saru, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that they've decided, they've made that decision, Lord, to um, be partners of this Life Source Church, Father, Lord. That their um, their desire is to expand Your kingdom, Lord, to um, follow the uh, the. Um, Hearts and Desires of Life Source, Lord, uh, is set out in the Constitution, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that you will use them mightily, Father, Lord, that they will come and um, be, be part of the journey, Lord, that uh, the gifts that you have for each one of them, Lord, that they will use it, Lord, to support and um, help facilitate all the thank ministries, you, Lord. Lord, that they're involved with, and, Lord, that they will grow in you, Lord, grow and become all that you've desired them to be, Father. And we just um, thank you, Lord, for... Um, for each each of their hearts, Lord. Mm. Father, Lord, that their um, the love is for you, Lord. Their love is for this church, Father. And we just thank you, Lord, Lord, that um, that you are part of their journey here. And we thank you Hallelujah. for each one of them in Jesus' yes. holy name.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for these, these three people here today. And Lord, we just pray your hand is upon them to guide them. Mm to direct them, to help them bring out their abilities uh, to outwork outwork your plans and your purposes for their life. Lord, we just speak over them right now, that they be sown in uh, and contribute.
0: Lord,
1: Lord, with their abilities to... to, um, just to grow and and encourage in the unity of faith and lord we speak over them right now transformation yes lord. by the renewing of the mind that uh lord as we all need to grow and continue to grow right to the the last day lord we just speak that over them right now and that they Realise your goodness and your mercy in their life. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you all. (laughs) No, that's fifty-seven, including these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be number sixty? Hey. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you, Graham and Janitas. Um. So all of that. Plus, the praying and stuff has taken a bit longer than I wanted it to but um, oh it's part of life isn't it there's a free copy of the constitution here if anyone wants to read it Um, (laughs) I think that's right Rodney I think that's right I had trouble sleeping when I was putting it together anyway um, hmm. I said I wanted you guys to participate today I'm going to break you guys up a little bit. Everybody is going to participate in this, all right? I want everybody who identifies in the age group of under 25 to stand up and come over here. Hang on, not yet. When I give you all the instructions, all right? When you're under 25, not that you identify, but when you actually are, according to your birth certificate, oh, just because we've got some smart Gen Ys over here. If you're under 25, I want you to come over this side of the church. All right? If you are 25 to 40, I want you to get straight down the middle here, sit on these seats. If you are 40 to 55, I want you straight down the middle here with a gap between you in this row of seats. We can do that. And if you're 55 and plus, staying over or moving over to this side, okay? (laughs) So go now as quick as you can because now I'm on your time, all right? So you remember, you follow instruction. Under 25 over here. In the chairs will be fine. That's all good. In the chairs are fine. Make sure there's a nice clear line down the middle here, all right? <laughs> Praise God, this is working really good. <laughs> all right. Come on down the back as quick as you can. Chop, chop. That's a little bit better. (laughs) All right. Hey, bro. Okay. Sitting down. Sitting down. Ivan's right in the middle. (laughs) Awesome. Look around, guys. Look around. Look around. Firstly, I want you to see. It's just an object for a moment. I just want you to see something. not necessarily not it's not it's not it's not to bring comparison i just want you to look around your group for a moment your own group of people your own age demographic who do you not know in your own age demographic all right who do you not know now just to make this work for me for a moment, you need to listen really careful, all right? And I'm going to give you the space of the whole church for a couple of minutes, the whole building here. There's a thing, couple of things I want you to know. Firstly, I've got some pretty big ideas in the back of my head. If you, if you ever sit down and talk to me, you may get scared, true, all right? Margot's shaking her head there, yes, right? The only way these ideas will come about, if they are from God, is if his church carries them. Which means I've got to do a really good job of communicating them. Sometimes I can share things too late. Sometimes I can share things too early. Sometimes I don't share enough. Sometimes I overshare, is that right? (laughs) those who know me well (laughs) all right you know i can talk for hours right you know that i'm not going to do that today i want you guys to talk i was talking about membership in the church right i was talking about participants patient in the church i was talking about god's got a plan for our church i'm talking about god's got a plan for our community that our church is plant, planted in we would not have taken on Barnabas if we didn't have a plan to see that this place turned around as far as Griffith we wouldn't have started a school if we didn't think that God had a plan for Griffith yeah there's some other dreams in the back here that I've started to share about but I'm just waiting on God because we as a body need to understand that it doesn't fall on one or two people it falls on their body So the first thing I want to say is start getting used to not seeing people every week in every service that we're going to hold. Therefore, today I'm going to break you guys up so that you get to meet other people that you may not necessarily have met before. I'm off to Brazil in 10 days. I'm going with Ian. You know, everybody knows Ian. He's like Santa Claus beard. Yep. And I'm going with Pastor Teresa, who's out there looking after our kids and teaching our kids stuff at the moment. There's three of us heading off to Brazil. We're going for three weeks, right? So therefore, I'm not going to be here for you to call on. But you all are, right? The second thing is, when I come back, I've got a mandate from God to see this church full and not just once on a Sunday. So when I come back, we're going to be aiming to have some significant changes in this building that's going to, number one, help us to press into worship, because it's important. Remember I said that earlier today. Number two, be engaged. If you're sitting at those tables, you're not engaged in our service. I can tell you that because I've walked past and I've seen the things going on and i'm a perceiver so i know what's going on right for those of you that know that in joke there 98 shush anyway (laughs) um so i've got this mandate and for the mandate to work it's on you there's some things that need to happen number one we need to go to dual services in our mornings at easter sunday we had 203 people at church is our biggest service ever There's 190 seats here, roughly. So we've got an overflow room at the moment, right? To facilitate growth, Australians are a fickle bunch. When the church is 80% full, it's full. So we've been full for a little while, right? And I'm not content with just carving our kids off at the start of service. That's not going to happen. I really appreciate our kids in our worship time. I do even love our kids in our communion time. So... What we're going to do is we're going to put a strategy in place where I'm going to specifically ask certain people to be a part of an 8.30 a.m. service. Don't put your head down. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be mean because I will say this. The 8.30 service won't have children's facilities available. All right, so I'm not going to be mean. But I will state that I still want children to be part of that service, right? So while there will be open for anybody to attend any service, what's going to happen is I'm going to tap a few of you on the shoulder and say, hey, for this to work, we need at least 30 people in the 830 service. Hmm? We'll have the one music team and they've got to do two services. Praise God for our music team. who struggle to get here at 8.30 now, and now they're going to get here at 7.30. Praise God for them. Right? Now, I haven't yet told all the ushers this, but we're going to have one ushering team for both services as well. Right? But we will only do communion in the early service probably once a month. Okay? So we'll just reduce that because we want to keep it a little bit shorter and a little bit crisper, and our pastors, they'll be sharing twice in the morning as well. Okay? Hey! Now, I'm giving you all of this information because I want it to film, I want it to filter into your minds as you're about to talk to people about stuff, right? So I'm giving you all of this information because you guys, for this to work, you've all got to be a part of it. You've all got to be on board. You've all got to be praying for it. And and you all have to start being a light into the community. I want to read this scripture to you. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. Look at each other and say, you're salt. If you're brave enough, (laughs) if you're brave enough, give them a lick on the cheek. Oh no, it's all right. It's all right. That that was for this side of the room, all right? (laughs) Now, You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Sometimes change is hard, but other times change builds flavor. If you're cooking in a pot, And you stick the spoon in, maybe you're cooking a nice pasta sauce, and you have a taste, and you go, that just needs something. You go to your pantry and you start to look around, and you think, does it need parsley? Does it need stock? Does it need wine? It it needs wine, definitely. (laughs) And And you think, this is really bland. Then you know you've got to add salt, is that right? The beauty of salt is it should, it should bring out the flavor of the community that salt's been injected into. You are the salt of the earth. Jesus has strategically positioned you in a place outside of these four walls that is to be your mission field. You are specifically the salt that flavors that area. I was reading a book the other day, and there was a testimony in that book, and I really loved this. It jumped off the page at me. There was a pastor writing, and he says, member come to me, and he said, Pastor, will you pray with me that I get a new job? I'm the only Christian in my job. It is hard. I can't do my work, and nobody wants to talk to me. And I think traditionally what would happen, the pastor would have stopped and said, yes, I'll pray with you. But the challenge of salt is that you are to pray not to be moved out of the place God has put you, but to become the person God has called you to be. If that workplace is full of foul language and pornographic photos up everywhere, and all that sort of stuff, God has sent you in there not to be influenced by that stuff, but to influence that stuff. To be salt into a place that I can't get to. That Jesus has put upon your shoulders so that he can get there. Nobody else can do that but you. So while you're sitting there and you're thinking you're under immense stress... Stop picking up the burden as your own and pray that Jesus would take that off you and give you a burden for the souls of that place. Give you His burden for that area. I'm looking around the room, I'm seeing professional people. I'm seeing people who are on the rise of the corporate ladder. And I'm seeing people who are in schools and who are in training and who are asking God, what do you want from me? I'm seeing people that are in the community, that everybody knows you and knows who you are, and they're watching your response to see how their life can change. If Life Source is to be the beacon she's called to be, it takes the members of the church to become the salt that Jesus wants them to be. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. If you can't see that God has made you salty, no pun intended, this side of the room, then you need God to give you a revelation of the power that you are in the community that has placed you. Lift up your eyes And see that the harvest is ripe. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We are salt. We are light. The two very things that our community needs. If we are going to see the mandate of Christianity outworked in this time and we are going to usher in a period of the Holy Spirit doing signs and wonders and miracles and the Holy Spirit setting people free of any kind of bondage, then it's up to us to say, God, I'm in. I'm in. Now I want you to stand up. I'm going to give you three minutes, four minutes, maybe five. One person from this side, one person from this side, one person from this side, one person from this side. Spot those people, make a group of four. All of you. All of you. I want multiple groups of four, one person from each area. You got the whole church. I said that. Form the whole room. spread out. You got room down the back? Just make sure you got a group of four. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to mix this up. If you know the person, you have to split up. Like if they are family or if you're in the same grow group or if you're in the same leadership team, you have to split up. See you guys. <laughs> This is a good group. I'm going to I'm going to split this up. That's a good group. This is a good group, and Toby can stay. That's fine. Yep, that's fine. Hey, Saru, come with me. Come on, come. Where were you sitting? Trevor Rand. Just here? Just here? One, two, three. There's a senior man. Two, okay. Young. How old are you, Stanley? Is that the dro- side? It's all right. Head over that way. You guys, here, yeah, look, this will make a good group. There, bang. John O. Over
2: here.
0: Oh, no, you can't because your daughter. Um, Um, That's a big group, but I'm going to take you out. Jono, over there. And how are we going? Are we pretty close? Look, it doesn't have to be perfect, but are we pretty close? Ooh. This will do. This will do. Joanne, jump in here. Nice work, you guys are rockers. We need someone over here. What age group? We need a forty to fifty-five. Oh no, older one. We need we need a, we need an older older person. Everyone's in a group. Looks like it's just you three. We did have an one. Yeah, but no, I wanted him split up from you. You spent three weeks in Brazil together. Come on. I said if you know them, have done ministry with them, and all that sort of stuff, stay away. 40 to 55, I'm 39 currently, currently, yeah, okay, all right, looks like you've all done your greeting, if you haven't said hello, say hello, okay, guys, you guys have got to kind of get together so you can look at each other in the eyes, like sitting in the back seat is not working for you, all right, all right? It's just not working for. You. two of you just jump on the seat and turn around. Guys, be closer. all right, okay, just to make sure that that works again, are we all listening all right i don't think I don't think they're listening to me down the back. Okay, now obviously it's obviously it's loose. I can't get four when we we haven't got equal amounts, so it's loose now so that i know you're all listening look at everybody again with a beautiful smile and say good morning if you haven't met that person before no it's not if you haven't met that person before I would like you to extend a hand to them and shake their hand and say, how are you? Okay, okay, okay. Got to do this quickly. Got to do this quickly. The guys down the back don't want to move. So I'm going to have to come down and move them. Come on, boys. I need you to like group together so you can see each other. Right. James, move into the seat in front. Yep, beautiful. Okay. There you go. Right. Now it's a group. Right. Church, what I'm wanting you to see for a moment, church is not about you sitting in a seat, looking at the front, and that's it. This is church. So I'm... I'm I'm sitting on the one thing for a moment because I feel that you need a little bit of help to meet someone you've never met before. Yes? I'm going to be mean. Will, come up the front here. Come on. Put your hands together for Will. Actually, your whole group. Come up the front. Put your hand together for the whole group. Yeah. Nice work. On the stage. All right. All right. Now, for the, for the benefit of everyone in the room. Just state your name and age.
1: Well,
0: how old am I, Aaron? <laughs> 27. Will, 27. <laughs> uh, Alan, I'm 51.
1: Nice. Soon to be uh, 37, Jacob. Billy, uh, 20.
0: Billy, 38. i Oh, 30. Welcome, Billy. 20.
1: 20. Twi- oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't look 30, mate, trust me. <laughs> 20, right, okay. Don't laugh at me, alright? I was thinking he's close to my age, that's pretty good. Anyway, right, are you all watching these guys? Yeah. Are you guys feeling the pressure for a moment? Look, beautiful, why? Why don't you feel the pressure? Family. Hey! Look at that, I didn't even have to teach him. Right, it's family. Okay, now this is what I want you to do in your group, but I'm going to put these guys on stage first. Big loud voice, I'm going to give you this. And in 10 seconds, I want you to tell me who Jesus is to you. Best guiding light ever.
1: (laughs) Boom, right? Um, I guess Jesus is my brother. I'm very thankful to him for everything that he's done for me. And he's my doorway to um, God. How awesome is that?
0: Jacob. I'd say uh, he's my personal teacher. Thank God and all things where I walk in life. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Look, everybody loves you, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is is it a question you can easily answer? Mm, I don't if you don't, if you can pass, you're more than welcome. Okay. okay. Put your hands together. Okay. I'm going to keep them up here for a moment. You got a group of roughly four. You got ten seconds, tell each other who Jesus is to you.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry, Al. Sorry, mate. No, no. <laughs> right.
1: My daughter's home from Albury, Yeah, I saw her yesterday. Cool. <laughs>
0: Okay, if you haven't moved on to the next person, go to the next person. You guys are all done?
1: Next week. We've had a general vibe.
0: All right, should be just about finishing up. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four, three, two, one. Okay, everyone quiet, looking back at the front. All right. Now, you know I'm having fun with this, eh? So it's good. All right, are you guys having fun? All right. All right. Ten seconds. What's the scariest thing about evangelism for you? It's easy. You just find the right people and have a
1: chat to them. (laughs) We've got an evangelist here. I'm not really sure about that one. Um, I guess it's just being around people that you don't know and the fear of um, showing yourself to them and letting them see God through you. Yep. yeah, I mean, I guess that is scary, Being putting yourself out there.
0: Put your hands together for honesty, guys. Uh, this is not to embarrass anyone in any way. It's just to open up the conversation. I would say personally, expressing the truth that is in Christ in a non-judgmental manner. find it very difficult sometimes. Yep. Yep. You can pass. It's all good. If you don't feel comfortable it's all good like i said there's no pressure up here at all okay so the greatest difficulty in sharing the gospel or in evangelizing 10 seconds each go okay that's enough looking up at me all right who found that question a little bit more difficult So you found it more difficult to talk about evangelism than you did about talking about Jesus. Think about that. Isn't that interesting? The moment I said, "Who is Jesus to you?" you all went, "No no 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 no" and started talking about Jesus. But as soon as I used the word evangelism, you all went oh. The first is evangelism. Not the second. Talking about evangelism is not evangelism. Talking about Jesus is evangelism. So every one of you are able to see that you can talk about Jesus to another person who is different from you, who is a different age and who you do not necessarily know. It's not hard to shine the light of Christ. It takes courage, but it's not hard. And if you know Jesus and you know that he has the Holy Spirit available to pick you up for taking a risk for him, then you know without a shadow of a doubt that you can be missional for God. Evangelism is not inviting people to church Evangelism is letting your story about Jesus and your life for Jesus shine. That's it. It's that simple. You've all evangelized today, even though most of the people in the room know who Jesus is. The challenge comes when we walk outside the comfort of this room. Church is not this room I'll say it again, you are the church. And the church is not Sunday morning from 10 till 12. The church is every day of the week, in every moment of your day, because the church is you. The church is Jesus Christ affecting His community through people who love Him. It's that simple. Every one of you this week can walk out there and say, Jesus, help me be a light to this community. Jesus, make me salty for you. Now, last thing I want you to do before we break this up, because we're going to have this opportunity. You guys, thank you for sharing. Stay here as a group. Reflect a good group. Come around a campfire for me. Last thing I want you to do, I want you to lay hands on each other and pray, pray a blessing over each other now. As the music team comes back, I want you to do the ministry today, right? I don't want you asking, what can I pray for? I don't want you asking, do you need money or do you need healing or do you need a blessing? I just want you to pray for one another, what you want God to do in their life in regards to being light and salt. So the music team, please come and get ready to lead us off in a song. You've got 45 seconds to pray for one another. I don't care if you're all praying at once. God can still understand you. Amen. Begin to pray. Pray a blessing on them. Let them be light and salt in this community, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for every one, Lord God, that calls LifeSource Church home. But Lord, we thank you for the demonstration of your spirit today that, Lord, we are all to be salt and light for your community. Father, I thank you that as you have brought the members of the body together, Lord, that you will cause us to be an effective ministry in this city. Lord, we thank you that we together will demonstrate the love of Christ and that this nation will know that Jesus is Lord and many will come to be reaped for the kingdom of God. We thank You that Your Word declares that the the harvest is right and ready, Lord God. We pray today, send out us as harvesters into our community. We pray that Your Holy Spirit would go before us. We pray in the name of Jesus that Your Spirit will bring about a conversation with someone that we love this week that many will come to Christ as your church is your church. Lord, I pray that we are ready to run for your kingdom. Fill us with courage. Fill us with boldness. Fill us with joy. Fill us with your light. In Jesus' name we pray.